Hi friends, welcome to From the Core with Carly Perkins. Together, we'll explore healing modalities that decrease anxiety and stress and learn to live from a joyful, heart-centered space. After struggling with bouts of anxiety, insomnia, stress, and burnout in my 20s, I began a journey of self-healing and discovery to attract and sustain joy. This resulted in a life filled with more resilience, ease, and flow. Now in my early 30s, I've channeled my dance and fitness teaching background into a deep desire to learn about and engage with various healing resources to continue to grow and also help others integrate them into their own lives. My mission is to keep engaging with helpful healing tools so that I can empower people to find their own personal healing within their intuition and soul connection to the natural world. See you inside the podcast. Hi friends, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is From the Core with Carly Perkins and I'm your host Carly Perkins. This is my first episode. After several months I took a long break and moved into a new home and allowed myself some time for radical rest and self-care. So here I am, I'm back and I'm excited to bring you some new interviews with holistic healers and experts in various different kinds of modalities like human design, astrology, hypnosis, meditation, and various types of healing arts. And on this podcast, we have featured holistic nutritionists, photographers, artists, yoginis, essential oil wellness experts, and practitioners of various kinds of healing arts, and this is a safe, inclusive space to highlight and amplify voices from all different backgrounds and walks of life, and really this is this is a space to honor healers in every facet, and to honor yourself for showing up to learn new ways to find healing and to take care of yourself, which is really important, so thank you for being here. And I consider myself a healer. I'm a certified wellness and empowerment life coach. And I really believe in mind, body, soul wellness. So all of these different facets of wellness are important in order for us to live our fully authentic and aligned life. So I work with people one-on-one doing coaching, helping them to find the path that works for them that feels aligned with their inner truth understand what is in alignment and what is not for them, and give them the tools through things like EFT tapping, emotional freedom technique, which I've talked about on this podcast, and I'm a certified EFT tapping practitioner. So that's one modality I love. I also love dance, and I have been a dance instructor for many years. It's going, let's see, about 20 years now, which is crazy to think about, but um, I yes, a dance instructor and dance lover and I also use different journaling techniques and various aspects of holistic healing in my one-on-one coaching practice and I also work in communications uh, in healthcare so that's another main career I have going on right now and I like to wear different hats so in today's episode with Karishma Rupani We will talk all about human design, and in our discussion, we talk about what it means to be a manifesting generator, which I am in human design, and that um, will explain a lot about how I like to wear different hats, do different things, and love to 
try out different creative endeavors at the same time. So that will be part of our discussion. But really what we'll get into is exploring and understanding what human design is on the basic level so that you can get started and learning your own chart and have the resources to begin to understand this beautiful, beautiful modality. So before we dive in, I'd like to tell you a little bit about Karishma. Karishma was born in Japan, raised in Singapore, and is culturally Indian. She defines herself as a third culture kid who is constantly curious about the world. She's a multi-passionate person with lots of interests, and she's tried many things on her journey to find out what lights her up. She hit a career burnout and health crisis in her late 20s and went through a phase of intense soul-searching inner work and explored various healing modalities. Through tools like human design, sound meditation, astrology, and much more, she found the greatest freedom to fully be herself and live in alignment with her own energetic blueprint. She now uses her own experience as a guiding point as a Dharma coach, which means that she looks at an individual's birth chart, using it to allow each person to journey back to their innate selves and help them unlock their unique truths, purpose, and gifts. Her greatest joy and passion in this life is to introduce this work to others who are ready to step into their own personal journey of alignment, higher purpose, and self-discovery. The powerful insights found within our birth charts have so much to offer, and it is her great honor to be a conduit to those seeking to learn beyond what society has defined for us. Karishma knows firsthand how illuminating and extremely validating it is to hear someone speak your truths back to you through coaching. She believes that everyone is here on purpose and deserves to be liberated towards alignment with their dharma. Thank you for hanging out with us today. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you gave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, if that's an option to review and would appreciate your honest feedback, however that lands. And you can look forward to the second part of this interview next week and in weeks to come, some guided meditations that I'll provide in addition to other interviews with holistic healers and thought leaders in wellness. Enjoy this episode. I'll see you soon. Be well. Krishna, it's great to have you on From the Core podcast. Welcome. I'm so excited to dive into human design and astrology with you and see where our conversation goes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And I think we're going to have a really great conversation just based off how we've connected in the past and um, looking at your chart. And I'm so excited to share everything human design with you. Yay. I can't wait to hear all about it. Well, thank you for being here. And if you could tell the audience, you know, a little bit about you, how you got into human design and just explain to what is human design. I'm sure some people listening might know, and I know a bit about it myself, but I'm, I obviously don't know a lot about it. I'm pretty novice when it comes to human design. And I'm sure there are people listening who aren't really sure what it is. So I'd love to learn more. Yeah, perfect. So I'll just start with a little intro about myself. So I um, am a Dharma coach, which is uh, also considered to be a life purpose coach. Um, And so what I do with that is I look at um, the birth chart of an individual and I dive into it to find insights that tell us about like our true potential and our true purpose um, here in this, you know, in this life and what we've come here to fulfill and achieve. 
And at the same time as we're here to fulfill our highest potential, there are also indicators in the chart that tells us like maybe what we have to work through. And so um, the kind of like obstacles or things that may get us uh, get in the way and hold us back um, from achieving that potential. So in that way, you can see kind of like a journey through the chart, which is, you know, what is considered your karma and the lessons you're here to, here to learn towards your dharma, which is, again, your potential and your purpose. Um, and so I really love looking at our birth chart from that perspective. Um, and in that way, when I look at a person's chart, I look at through a, a few different systems and modalities. So one being, um, you know, astrology and a branch of astrology called evolutionary astrology, um, but then also the main one being human design. Um, so what human design is, it's a, it's a, it's a system, a way of looking at our birth chart that actually combines a number of different systems and modalities. So it draws from um, traditional astrology as well. It draws from the Chinese I Ching system, the Kabbalah system, um, and also from the Hindu chakra system, as well as it's got some like, like quantum mechanics in there as well. So it's really like this like layered, um, layered system, layered chart that gets pulled up. Um, which can tell you really so much about yourself, about a person, um, and not only like what the potential is, but also how they are designed, what is their energy in this life, and how can they use that energy to fulfill that potential? How do they navigate their day to day? How, you know, like what is really like the best way? So a lot of people, um, say it's like an operating manual for your life mm. because it really gives you this just concrete and tangible, you know, chart. Cause you see it, you see it, you know, this is what my human design is. And it's just a really tangible way of looking, okay, this is how I can navigate the world. And this is how I can move through in true alignment, which really gets me to that place of feeling really meaningful and purposeful in my life and feeling truly fulfilled and satisfied as well. Um, one of the main um, thoughts, you know, behind uh, human design is that our body leads versus our mind. Mm -hmm. So it is really a, um, an operating manual to show you how you can tune in and connect more with your body and your energy. Um, so in the world we live in today, we make a lot of decisions from our mind, right? Like, you know, should I take that job? How is that job going to fulfill my five-year plan or how is this going to connect to this and what's the pro of doing this in my life and what, you know, what's the downside of doing that? Um, so we make a lot of decisions from the mind, but again, human sign really kind of highlights to us that the best way is to make decisions from the body and mm -hmm. to listen to our intuition and the impulses that come from within our body versus from the mind. And in that way, the mind kind of becomes like a bystander on our journey. And so it's really like one of the mentors I um, learned from really has the saying of body leads, mind follows. So it's really like your body comes first and then your mind is just along for the ride, uh, which is, it's just a beautiful way of looking at it, I think. And again, I think it gives us such a tangible way of connecting with our intuition, which is, you know, again, so many of us today are so disconnected from our body and our um our needs on that level of like, what does our body need? 
um, what do we need? You know, how do we nourish ourselves? How do we, you know, just take care of ourselves? Um, and so again, it's just, it's just a really beautiful and tangible way of, um, of getting to that place of leading with your body and leading with your intuition. Yeah, beautifully said. And I love that, like what you said, you know, the mind following the body, and that is so opposite to what we normally experience in many of our societies, you know, we're taught to, you know, just kind of over or we're kind of led towards overthinking and not being in the body and, and like looking for answers outside of ourselves oftentimes and, and being signaled to do certain things by the media versus like dropping in, finding the answers in our intuitive mm-hmm. sense and our knowing in our body, which is something that I've gained so much wisdom f- from and learning about my human design a bit, because, you know, getting into that sacral gut sense can be so instrumental and living in, in alignment with that creates huge shifts. So I, I'm excited to learn more, but the bit that I do know about it has been huge. So I think, like you said, it's, it's a, I think you said something about it being like a, a manual, you know, like it's just giving you a guide. It's not telling you what to do or you're wrong for doing this thing, but it's like, if, you know, follow this and you'll, you'll find that it, it could be helpful. And, um, and, and that a lot of it makes sense to what we, our bodies already know because our bodies are so wise. So mm-hmm. when I found out about my human design chart, the bit that I did find out, it just felt really resonant to me because it was what my body already understood because our bodies mm-hmm. are wise. And so it felt innate and mm-hmm. just really in sync with what I already had inclinations about. And mm-hmm. so it's really affirming to have that information and feel empowered, you know, like there are reasons why, you know, we do the things that we do and it's just, yeah, it's an empowering tool because it makes you feel like, Oh, like I'm not crazy for wanting to eat at night or, you know, in a certain kind of lighting or, you know, a certain time of the day and, um, doing, you know, multitasking projects. So we'll get into more of those details. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I, I I totally agree with you in terms of it's very empowering, empowering information. It's very affirming. And for me, what I found the most about it was that it was very liberating because it kind of allowed, once I learned about human design system as a whole, and then specifically my design, it kind of allowed me to kind of like drop everything. And so drop the anxieties, drop the, why am I not doing this? Why is this person doing this? And I'm, you know, I'm over here doing doing something else and comparing myself and, you know, all of that mental chatter that goes on, as you said, um, it allowed me to drop everything and just be like, "Mm, I don't have to do that because that's not part of my design. And this is what Mm -hmm. is part of my design. And this Mm -hmm. is what's most aligned for me. And in that way, it was really liberating as well as affirming and empowering and everything like that. And then another thing that I find is that's really um, helpful and powerful with the human design system is that nothing is good or bad. There's nothing about us that's good or bad with, you know, our characteristics, our personalities, you know, what we do, our decisions, nothing is inherently good or bad, but what they're all kind of just, um, indicators, right. Mm -hmm. As to like how, how, how are we living, you know, in alignment with our true potential, and so again, in, in human design chart, it's very tangible because there are, there are clues that tell us, you know, when we are not, uh, it's called the not self theme mm. of our design. And it's called like the shadow side, the shadow expression of our designs as well. It's like, you know, if we take a misstep, you know, and we make a decision, um, 
that is not the best for us ultimately in the grander scheme of things, then we get to experience a lower expression of our designs. We get to experience a not self theme. So it's not bad, but what it is, is it's an indicator of like, oh, you know what? At this moment, that wasn't the best decision that I could have made. And maybe mm-hmm. next time I can course correct. So it's just giving us all these clues and this data and this evidence of like, okay, this is how it played out for me before. And how can I maybe, you know, see how it can play out in a better way next time. But again, letting your body lead, right. And letting your mind be the passenger. So it's kind of like observing all of this. It's like, you know, like, oh yeah, that played out that way. I took that decision and then it played out that way. And and it's really just letting it be like what in human design is called a passion passenger consciousness. It's like observing Mm -hmm. everything and not attaching judgment to any one outcome. Mm. Um, I love that. So yeah, I really, again, I think that's the beauty of the system is it just gives us, it gives us so much. It gives us so much in the way of, you know, reflecting um, and, um, you know, just, just, yeah, just thinking about our lives and how we move through them. Yeah, it feels like, do you remember those books, those choose your own adventure books from like the 90s? <laughs> I'm probably, I'm dating myself now, but um, creation with the universe feels like yes. choose your own adventure because we're like, we're active players in this. And I feel like human design and my experience with it thus far has been this like really fun way of choosing my own adventure based on yeah. like signals in my body and um, and just guideposts along the way with, you know, showing myself like how it feels to be in alignment and, and not, and like you said, you know, the not self theme can be really telling for mm-hmm. where we might, we need to pivot in our lives or, you know, lean into something else and, yeah. and have freedom in that choice and feel empowered and supported in making that choice. Because when we're not living in alignment and we're, we have the not self theme coming through, that's a huge indication of, you know, where we need to shift something. So that's so supportive. So can you tell us um, where you recommend people get started with human design? I know it's super complex. So like I've kind of done the first mm-hmm. layer of understanding it and it's just very complex because it, it combines so many different modalities, as you mentioned. So where should yeah. people start just to get a basic understanding of human design? Yeah, so definitely because there are so many systems, there are so many layers to a chart. Um, so it's actually really um, easy and accessible to look up your own chart there's a number of websites you can go on to. So my favorite is called mybodygraph.com. So you go on the website and you input your birth details. So you need to know your time, place, and date of birth. Um, And it's better if it can be as accurate as possible in terms of the time, like down to the minute if possible. Um, And then once you, once you input that, you'll get this, like, it's, it's literally a body graph. So it's a chart of what your body looks like with the chakras in them. Mm. And you'll see different colors and you'll see different numbers um, and everything like that. And then on my body graph, there'll be um, on the right hand side, there's a section called keynotes. And that Mm. just kind of explains in written word, like all of the different layers of the chart. So the kind of most accessible and most um, like the entry point into understanding your design is to understand one, your energy type. And then based on your energy type would be your strategy and then also your authority. So these are kind of the three basic, I mean, the three like most accessible things to understand as part of your design. Um, So your energy type, it tells you like, you know, what do you have energy for based on the design of your 
of your body graph. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we have five energy types. So one is the manifester. Uh, there's a manifesting generator, a generator, a projector and a reflector. And what determines the energy type is the definition and the coloring of, of the different chakras in the body graph. So <laughs> it is, it is really difficult to explain, but it, um, energy type basically tells us like what, yeah, what do we have energy for to fulfill in this, um, in this life? So for example, generators and manifesting generators um, have their sacral center defined. Um, and that just means that they have more life force energy to kind of get things done and see things through. Um, whereas the other three types, the manifestors, projectors, and reflectors don't have the sacral energy, mm. which just means that they are not here to like, push themselves as hard with working and with, you know, you know, seeing, seeing things through and getting to the end of, you know, projects or whatever. Um, it's more that they, you know, should take rests and to take breaks um, as they are trying to achieve and fulfill things. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really just like a level of like, if we think about it as well, like burnout. So um, non-sacral types may be more susceptible to burnout than, sacral types um and then with sacral types of so the generators and the manifesting generators what's really important for them to not get into burnout is to really be like fulfilled and satisfied and lit up by the work that they do so it really has to give them meaning and purpose mm -hmm. um and it's so it's like the easiest assumption is to assume that generators and manifesting generators because they have this sacral energy are kind of like the worker bees and they kind of can just go and do anything and work, 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 you know, until they die or whatever. But um, <laughs> it's like, it's really not just this like, you know, unsustainable energy. It's like, yes, you have a lot of energy to get things done, but is it really satisfying? Is it really fulfilling yeah. work? Um, and if not, then of course, everyone is susceptible to burnout, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So with the five types comes um, a strategy as well. So with manifestors, the strategy is to initiate and manifestors are here really to kind of start things, initiate things. They're the ones that have like, you know, the ideas of like, hey, we should do this. We should move in this direction. Our world, our society, our group, our, you know, environment, we should move like they, they know what is kind of the best way to go and to get things started and to get things done. And then in that way, generators and manifesting generators are here to respond. So when a manifester comes along and initiates something, a generator can respond and be like, oh yes, let's do it. Of course it has to be, it has to light them up and it has to give them that satisfaction and fulfillment, like I mentioned. Um, and then projectors are here to guide. So they are here to kind of have this like overview of like what is necessary for the world to move at this, you know, at the right way, at the right pace, at the right timing. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of can guide. So um, they're the ones to give the advice of like, if something is going wrong or if something needs, you know, correcting, course correcting, or they just have this ability to see things in a way that can give a lot of guidance. Um, and then reflectors are here to, um, they're kind of like the wisdom 
the, the wise ones of all types. And they're just kind of here to observe and do things in their own times and like provide wisdom to others. So um, in that way, if we break it up into like, you know, which are the largest groups. So manifesting generators and generators make up uh, the largest um, populations. There's about 70% of them combined. And then manifestors make up about 9%. Projectors make up about 20% and reflectors are 1% of the world. Um, yeah, as an overall breakdown. So interesting. That resonates with me because I'm a manifesting generator and I know that when I'm feeling lit up by and passionate about something I'm working on, I have so much energy. And I yeah. find that too, when I really like exhaust my energy and work out and do things that are really stimulating, I can like sleep so much better because I've like used up my tank of energy. Otherwise it's like, I'm still going and I can't really wind down sometimes. I also have a decent amount of air and fire in my natal astrology chart so that probably mm -hmm. plays into some of that but yeah yeah that definitely resonates with me and I'm curious to learn more about the responding facet yes. for manifesting generators and gener so it's generators and manifesting generators and do projectors respond to or that's different right they have a so, different kind of responding yeah sorry so projectors wait for the invitation so as Got I mentioned it. because they have that ability to kind of see and guide and give advice mm -hmm. it's kind of like unsolicited advice doesn't sit very well with people right so projectors are really here to be um invited into sharing um their perspective and in that way also recognized for you know their their ability to guide and for their ability to kind of course correct and give advice so um in that way the strategy for projectors is to wait for the invitation or to wait for recognition. So it does have a little bit of a different nuance too as uh, for generators and manifesting generators because the strategy for them of responding is really about again that you know that sacral being like lit up with energy um, and that you know a lot of we talk about the gut response right and that's really what that is right. it's like mm -hmm. When something comes into your awareness, you immediately are like, like buzzing with excitement to get it, you know, to do it and to respond to it and be like, yes, I want to do that. Um, or, you know, on the opposite, something may, you know, in your gut be telling you that that is not the right thing to kind of participate and to kind of go along with. Um, so it's really about waiting for that response. And this is where, um, you know, the idea of letting the body lead comes into play. So mm, the idea of letting the body lead comes more into our authorities. So there are five energy types and five strategies that are related to each energy type. And then there are um, authorities as well. And so there's seven authorities, so they can, you know, different energy types can have different authorities. Mm -hmm. um, but um, for example, with you being a manifesting generator and having a defined sacral, your authority um, is also your sacral or your gut response. So um, for others, um, other types like projectors, for example, they might have something called a splenic authority, which is their intuition will be mm -hmm. the one that really um, guides them into um, making the correct and aligned decisions. Um, so in that way, authority is really where we can tangibly tune into our body. We can really see like, okay, my authority comes from my spleen center 
my authority comes from my sacral center. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how I can really tune into my body and be like, these are the kind of like the pings that my body is giving me. Um, So yeah, that's where the, with authority is where the concept of, you know, body leading comes a little bit more into play. Um, But again, with, with everything, it is really in human design, it is really body leads. Um, but yeah, so if we go back to the, um, the response, so it, a lot of people, again, I think, and I just want to see what your experience with this as well is. So a lot of people think that responding for generators and manifesting generators is kind of like sitting around and doing nothing and being like, oh, I, I can't, if I can't initiate, if I can't start things, like if I have an idea and I can't, you know, in, like get it off the ground right away then what am I doing? Am I just waiting around? Um, And I think that, again, that might be one of the misconceptions of human design. Like when you are responding, you're really waiting for that, that visceral gut response, that energy that lights you up, that makes you buzz and want to kind of participate in whatever it is that you're responding to. Um, And in, and that way, like, it is a nuance, right? So if you have an idea of like a business idea, for example, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you want to have a startup, boom, we've got the startup idea. Let's go, let's get a team together. Let's start, you know, putting our prototype together or whatever. Um, That's where, you know, that's where you're using this initiation energy. Like you've got the idea and you're going to immediately go for it and get it started, right? Mm -hmm. And that might not be the best way for generators to operate because, um, where's the response in that, right? Whereas if you've had an idea and you're like, I think this could be the greatest, you know, new startup idea ever, and it's going to change the world or whatever, um, then you, you know, you wait for something in your, in your life that kind of gives you a clue that yes, Mm. you should respond and do it. Mm. So Mm. I had the startup idea, I'm going to wait for a response from my body, from my gut. And the next day somebody is on a podcast saying, or, you know, you're on the, like somebody in a cafe next to you is like, I really wish there was a solution for this. That is something to respond to. Right. So all you've done is you've waited the day. You've not like, you know, you've not taken action right away. Mm -hmm. Um, And you've not kind of been like, I don't have the power to start this idea. Um, I don't like have the right to like create this startup because I didn't respond to anything. I had the idea on my own. It's really just about slowing down and waiting for, you know, the pings to come and the awareness and like for everything to come into alignment and make sense to continue and to pursue. Um, Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, that that makes total sense. Definitely resonates with me 100% because I find that when I make decisions based on that, and sometimes it's not always something I'm cognizant of, but if I, in retrospect, notice like, oh, I did that after I was able to like respond from my sacral knowing and not just dive right in, like waiting for that sign. Like I really communicate often with the universe. So I ask for spirit signs, you know, that's part of my spiritual practice and and also that gut feeling. So I feel like sometimes, and like, this is something I'm working on because I know I've heard a little bit and I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are around the, the sound um, mm-hmm. aspect because I think that's supposed to be part of it for the sacral response, right? Like sometimes you have a sound. I'm not quite there yet with like honing mm-hmm. that skill, but 
just kind of dropping in like after a meditation and, and really tuning in and seeing if I can hear from my gut, even just like practicing with my tarot cards and like seeing what might come through with my gut response when I'm choosing a tarot card. One thing that actually real world example that I realized is totally, it feels like an MG manifesting generator kind of response for me is I, I like to use probably too much DoorDash to order Mm -hmm. in food, sometimes delivery. And uh, I also like to cook at home, but you know, in these pandemic times, it's been helpful to order in from DoorDash sometimes or Uber yeah. Eats. And I realized just very recently, one of the reasons why it works well for me too, is because I can see photos of all the food and my body oh, has yeah. a visceral response mm-hmm. because sometimes I'll ask myself, you know, it, it is so helpful for people to offer options to me for dining. And I yes. think that's supposed to be an MG thing too, right? Because when I can, when my gut can actually respond, like, yes, that will satisfy me. It's really helpful because if I just think, oh, you know, oh, what do I want to eat? I just will go around forever, you know? And, and I've mm-hmm. noticed that with some of my friends and I, like, we, it's hard to make a decision sometimes, but if you have, you know, this versus that, you know, yeah. veggie burger or spaghetti or, you know, and so seeing the photos in DoorDash is helpful because I actually have a response when I see it. So that's just something interesting. Like I definitely have a gut response physically to seeing options laid out so yeah yeah, the response thing is interesting and I'm curious too because one thing that when I first learned about human design that was kind of intriguing to me and I was uh, interested in learning more about this is like if you so I do wellness coaching and empowerment coaching as one of my jobs and I've been interested to learn more about how responding as a manifesting generator comes into play when like marketing what I'm offering because like I've noticed like I've had some I've well so tell me if this rings true for my Mm -hmm. design basically so what I've started to learn is that when I share something I'm working on and my gifts and different things that I want to offer and communicate to my audience I get a response back and then I choose to respond to that that has often like felt really aligned versus like I mean, obviously it's good to market and, and to get the word out and to, you know, send emails to people and communicate out what, and so I'm building that out right now in the business, but it's interesting. So like when I share something I'm offering and people will respond like in my DMS or something, say on Instagram, and then I feel like, oh, this is an aligned opportunity. I mean, I would respond regardless, but like, as far as going forward into the coaching, does that seem like how it should usually flow for a manifesting generator like when when we talk about responding in the essence of like marketing your offerings does that make sense yeah so again with the with the manifesting generator which is your type there is a little bit of a nuance than with a pure generator again so a pure generator just purely goes off of this idea of responding um a manifesting generator the first kind of thing that they should go off is the response but then there's also this other nuance to it which is the informing as well because you Mm. do have this these manifester um energy in you as well which is um which is basically what what that means is that your throat center is defined as well and that's where a lot of the power comes from for manifesting generators is the sacral and the throat combined Um, And so there's this idea of informing as well. So it's like, okay, I've got something to respond to. 
And then I'm going to go out and inform everybody that, hey, I got this in my response. Now this is what I'm going to do. So it's also about like continuously talking through what you're doing. So I think some of the things that might be helpful in terms of marketing for you as a, as an MG manifesting generator is like, okay, if you're, for example, I, I don't know where you're at with your, with your coaching journey right now, but like, if you're kind of trying to refine an offer, right. And you're like, um, should I do a one-on-one, um, like zoom call, or should I just do like boxer? Or should you do a group program or, you know, you know, all Mm -hmm. these different questions that we can have when we're coming up with our offers. It might be really helpful on your Instagram, for example, to post, you know, the polls that we have. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, because it's yes or no. Right. It's one or two A or B. So you can be like to your to your audience, like, what would you prefer a one on one on Zoom or a one on one boxer? Or would you prefer, you know, one on one or would you prefer group? Right. Because then you're Mm. getting you're getting what your audience wants. You're informing them that I'm putting together an offer and these are the options and you're getting, you know, cause again, with, with the, with the generator part and the sacral gut response, it's really, as you mentioned, it's, it's harder to answer um, open-ended questions. Like as you yeah. mentioned, what do you want to eat is an open-ended question. That's a lot harder for your gut to tell you what you want to eat. But when you have an A or B option, like you do with DoorDash, right? Like, you know, it's A or B, this picture or that picture. And then it's easier for your gut to respond to, oh, I want that one. So mm-hmm. in that way, if your poll is telling you A or B and then you're, you're getting that and, you know, say, for example, your audience says 60% of them say one-on-one Zoom and 40% say Voxer. So the one way you can interpret it is 60% of my audience wants Zoom, so I'm going to do Zoom. The other way you can interpret it is They've given me A or B, they've gone for A, but my gut response is telling me B mm-hmm. and then just go do B anyway, yeah. do the Voxer, but then inform them, right? Be like, yeah. I chose Voxer because of this. So there's mm-hmm. that response and then there's the informing as well. And you're doing both. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to, um, to like constantly communicate kind of where you're at and where you're changing and how you're pivoting mm-hmm. and where you're mm-hmm. going next. Because you're taking your audience along with you. And that way they're not kind of lost and confused. And they're like, oh, but I chose Zoom and now she's doing Boxer. Like, why? Like, that's not what, that's not what I expected, right? Um, but if you're informing them, look, like, I know most of you chose Zoom, but this is why I think Boxer is the best way for me to support you. And you're informing them and you're giving them all the reasons of like, I want to sign on to Boxer with her, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Right. So I think that is really the best way for you to kind of like, you know, you do marketing um, for your business, for your coaching, because it's like everyone is going along on the journey with you. And they're kind of like seeing all of you like through your decision making process. And they're like, oh, my God, what she's doing makes so much sense. I want to, you know, go along this journey with her. I want to do coaching with her. I, I think that could be really powerful. Yeah, that's really helpful. That makes a lot of sense. And I, I love that idea. So definitely I haven't done a lot of polls. And one thing that's interesting too, as, as we're talking about uh, manifesting, being a manifesting generator is that I also have a day job. I guess you could mm-hmm. call it that, like my main job. So I work in mm-hmm. communications and, and healthcare, and then I'm growing a coaching business on the side. And right now that that's working really well for me. And, you know, then it means there's not as much time to put into like growing the business. If I were just doing that full time. 
But I also like wearing a lot of different hats at the same time and having my main job to support me while I'm growing this other business and being Mm -hmm. able to learn new things in different ways and Mm -hmm. also making sure I'm not burning out and, um, Mm -hmm. and making time to rest and, and all of that too is important. But can you speak a little bit to like being a manifesting generator and enjoying doing these different things? And maybe Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense to some people, but like to the outside person, it might, I've kind of just heard a bit about this. Like it, it could, and this did bring true for me when I, I heard this to an outside person, it could seem like I can't just can't make my mind up. Like, mm-hmm. oh, she just doesn't know what she wants to do. Like she doesn't want to just do coaching full-time or she doesn't just want to do that full-time. But to me, it feels very aligned and it always has, which was mm-hmm. very affirming when I learned about being an MG because I'm like, I've always liked being creative in a variety of different ways and communicating yeah. in different ways and being able to, do that and you know have my tech hat on and then have my mm-hmm. dancing hat on and then my coaching and empowerment kind of work hat on and be really spiritual and then be maybe a little bit more analytical so mm-hmm. so th- it seems like that's probably pretty aligned for I know there's a lot of factors that go into the chart and everything mm-hmm. too of course but does that kind of ring true do you think for being an, an MG do you see that with people like wanting to, I guess, maybe some coaches, if you've, if you've worked with any people who do coaching on the side too, like I am, does that make sense? Does that seem uh, yes, like absolutely. the right kind of flow? It, let me compare again, the manifesting generator to the generator, because okay. they both have so many similarities in terms of, you know, the gut response and then the waiting to respond the strategy, but where an MG and a pure generator really kind of differentiate in the nuance of it is that um you know like an mg has this like energy to really as you mentioned for yourself to really take on a lot at the same time because it's kind of like they're like they're moving really fast in the world like you really have a lot of like you want to just go 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 and do things really fast right (laughs) that's true that means that in order kind of not to get bored you know you want to do multiple things at once yeah and your energy can sustain it because you have the sacral energy you know so your energy can sustain this ability to do multiple things at once so you're doing a lot you're doing it really fast and it may be hard for people to keep up and I think that's why people say, oh my God, you're doing too much because mm. it's hard for them to keep up. But your energy is meant to operate in that way. Now, again, how can you like, how can you do your thing, but then, you know, not have maybe at people say as much to you, like you're doing too much what's happening, right? Is again, informing, right? It's like, mm. I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this and this connects. And then I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this now. And like next week, maybe I'll focus on this. It's just kind of like constantly informing and bringing the audience, bringing the people in your life along with you for the journey and kind of sharing like why you're doing it, how you have the energy to do it, why it's lighting you up right now. Next week, it might not light you up. And I think, again, that's another thing with MGs. It's like what lights them up right now might not light them up next week since you better just do it now right that's so true next week when it's like (laughs) you're over it already and that's where the generator differentiates because the generator might be lit up by something but they want to take their time to Mm. really think of everything really you know see the project through like think of all the steps how does everything fit together and then embark on it and so 
there's this idea of like manifesting generators and generators say they have the same project like you know say they they want to um like create the same like offer for example or 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 like an e an online course right they want to create the same online course what a generator will do is they'll sit down and be like okay I want to think about this course like I have to think about all the modules okay then I'm going to be like what kind of equipment do I need and I'm going to like you know you know, buy all the equipment, wait for it to be delivered, set it up, you know, have my recording equipment really perfectly, you know, set up and, you know, I'm going to write my scripts and blah, blah, blah. And you're just going to take your time with it. Right. That's what a generator is going to do. On the other hand, what a manifesting generator might do is like, I have this idea. I already know what's going to go into each module. I, all I need is my phone and a tripod. I'm just going to record it right away and I'll kind of like hack it and I'll put it together and then I'll put it out there. <laughs> put it yeah. out there and I'll see what the response is and I'll see how it wow. lands on my audience and I'll see like oh oh okay I need to go re-record this little bit because you know like the sound quality wasn't great so maybe I should get a mic now and then I'll re-record it and I'll you know change it and I'll just swap out this little this little part of the module like with a new video right yeah. So that's really how NMG does it. They're like, they're going to go and they're going to hack it and they're going to fix it along the way, or they're going to mm-hmm. see, they're going to see what went wrong. Okay. I'm going to fix it. A generator is going to be like, I don't want anything to go wrong. So I'm going to get it perfect. Like, you know, I'm going to think of everything before I start. And then that way, when it's done, it'll be perfect. And I'll never have to think about it again. But an MG is like, I just want to do it now before I lose the, the momentum for it. And yeah. so I'm going to do it now and then I'm going to figure it out. And I'm going to, you know, if I keep wanting to fix it and it keep excites me to fixing it, then yeah, if not, I'll just let it be there. And, you know, so actually one of like, when I think of MGs, like one of my, um, again, one of my mentors and coaches comes to mind because she just moves at like super lightning speed. She puts so many courses and so many like, offer strategy because she's a business strategist so she puts a lot of like different ways to like you know strategize your business offers out there and she's constantly putting new stuff up and then she's like oh you know that course I created two years ago I just went back and I redid some parts and now I'm going to launch it again you know Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and so this MG energy really makes me think of her because she's always got something new coming out she's got something new she's working on while she's going back and refining the other things that she's had in the past mm-hmm. um and it all just kind of works and it's like we're all along for the ride you know it's like well, I want to see what she's coming up with next because it's it's valuable no matter what you know even yeah. if the video quality wasn't great the value is there so why why wait because it's not aligned for your energy to wait and to like really take your time with it versus for a generator it might it is more aligned for them um I mean based on you know other other parts of their chart as well you know there's that's where like the nuances and the layers of human design come in because there's profile there's gates there's so many different layers to the chart so yeah these are just like I think more a little bit more generalizations based on energy types without, I just want to caveat that as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying, I'm making these statements and making these, you know, generalizations based only on energy type without, you know, diving into like the deeper aspects of the chart. Cause there are so many more layers. 
to a Right. I'm glad you said that because that's so true. We'll have to have you on the podcast again to go and we'll do like a three-part series or something and just go into the next layer and then go to the next layer. There's yeah, so much to say about so it, right? Much. Um, but I was laughing earlier because that really resonated with me. That's just so me, you know, to like really get this fire in my belly to do something. I want to do it right now. Like I want to do it yesterday when I'm really that lit up about something. And yeah. And sometimes I'll get the pieces together to do it, but I've already started the wheel, you know, I'm already doing it. And with this podcast, that was exactly what happened. Like I knew I wanted to do a podcast before starting it, but when I really was like, okay, I'm doing it. I just started recording it on my phone that day. I didn't like to do the intro. I just started like, I was like, I don't, I'll Google it along the way. I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I knew a bit about podcasting already from some previous work I had done in production, but yeah, I, I was like, I, I have a phone. I have the basics. Mm-hmm. I'll get the mic later. So the mic came later and other yeah. pieces, but it is fairly easy to start a podcast just with your phone and, you know, some editing software, if you feel like editing a bit. So that all just, yeah, came together as I went along and Google has been great. Cause then, you know, you just figure things out as you go yeah. too, and ask yeah. questions as needed. But that was very much the case for the podcast. And then in other things too, you know, you just, when, when you have that feeling and it, it just feels so magical too, when you have a visceral yeah. feeling about doing something and I have a lot of fire in my natal chart. So I'll have to get into astrology a bit too yes. in this conversation, but it's just like, I have so much Leo in my chart. So in like my yeah. house of community, I think so it's just being passionate and feeling aligned with something. There's just no better feeling. Like you get in that flow yeah. state and you know, like this is on purpose for me. This is me living my Dharma that is what life's all about, you know? So I, when I get those little glimmers of like excitement, I know that if I don't act on it, sometimes it'll just go away. And it reminds me of the book, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. She talks Mm -hmm. about that a bit. Like if you, when you get an idea and if you don't act on it, it, the idea can float to someone else. And like, you know, it kind of will, Mm. it's just this really interesting way of looking at it. Cause like the idea can still live on, but you have to jump at it when you feel encouraged to do that because you're feeling called to that for a reason. Like, at least that's mm-hmm. what I believe, you know? And yeah. and we're given our desires for a reason. And, and it's really helpful when we have these different guideposts from something like human design and astrology to, to point us in the direction of how we can move forward with things that are really going to help us achieve our desires. So I love these modalities and these, um, these programs and archetypal kind of systems to show us how we can step into our full aligned self because it's not that they're oftentimes at least my take on it is that it's not telling me how to be it's telling me what could be by just being myself so I love that about human design and it's been such an inspiring thing to learn about the best part of everything that you just said as you were talking like everything you were saying, like, I just, I could tell, like, it's really you listening to your body. Right. And it's, you're like, okay, I get this. I get this thing that I want to respond to. I have this thing that I want to do. And you just go and do it. And it's like a lot of the times, all of us, all of us experience this. I want to do this, you know, whether it's through a response or through an invitation for a projector, you know, we're like, okay, I want to do this. And then what happens? What happens is the (laughs) mind comes in the way, right? And the anxiety and the chatter and the doubts, you're like, who am I to do this? What right do I have to do this? Who's going to buy my course? Who's going to listen to my podcast? Why am I doing it if no one's going to listen? These are all the ways that our mind 
overrides our body because our body is saying start the podcast your yeah. mind can come in and say why are you doing a podcast nobody's gonna listen nobody cares what you have to say mm. it's just a really like it's just a really normal thing for the mind to do right right um to get in the way with the doubt to get in the way with the anxieties the chatter but it's like okay are we gonna let our mind lead you know and that's where you know like again a lot of this concept of meditation comes in and you know but really like we can do all of that. Yes. And we should do all of that. But the first thing we should do is tune into what our body wants us to do and practice. Cause it's like practicing and building the muscle practice, like going ahead with what the body is telling us to do and actually mm-hmm. doing it, you know, mm-hmm. cause then you're getting the evidence, right. You know, you started the podcast you have listeners. So um, like, it's clearly working out for you. It's clearly successful. It's clearly fulfilling and satisfying for you. But what if you'd like, and then this is just more proof for the mind. It's like, Hey, I did it and it worked. So I didn't need to listen to you in the first place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's so so affirming to know you don't have to have it all together to start. You can just have the feeling and then just one foot in front of the yeah. other, just get it, get it started. Cause by just starting it, you're already further ahead than, yeah. well, if you never and, did it. <laughs> exactly. And then what happens if it didn't go the way you wanted it to go? It's just a lesson. It's just a learning. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, in the startup world, cause I used to be like in tech startups as well for a bit. Mm-hmm. Everything is like, you know, it's like nothing is a failure. Everything is a learning experience. You know, there's no such thing as failure is something that it's failing up. I call it failing up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, right? so true, and it's like, it is, it's, it is that it is that it's like, okay, let's just take it as a lesson. And like, let's refine next time. And it's not bad. A failure is not bad. It's just, yeah. it, it just is. And like, we can use it for our next thing that our body wants to respond to like, oh, okay. Maybe I shouldn't have just recorded on my phone. Maybe I should use a mic. Okay. Next time I'll use a mic, you know? Yeah. It's just yeah. like these little things that we don't need to attach so much meaning to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there were just pieces of information we're gathering along the way. Exactly. 